Welcome to Downtown Sports. We have promised you a New York Giants episode, and we're going to give you that this week. Despite all the BS that's gone on, I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone, along with my co-host, the beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. This is Downtown Sports. This is where sports come home. Let me just do a little bit of a menu as to what you kind of programming you'll be getting throughout the next week or so we are probably going to be ranting about the wander franco situation we're probably going to be going through the mets and the circus they've become and the circus that new york baseball has become we'll be getting to that this week and next week but we promised you guys a little bit of a preseason update on the New York Giants. Mm. And Beast, I think it's time yeah. to get started. I got some information right here. And according to now, obviously, the Giants uh, locked up Daniel Jones. That was the first big thing they did. Forty million dollars. And he was coming off one of his better seasons, not one of his greatest seasons. He threw what? 15 touchdown passes. I mean, played more of a conservative type of approach. He ran the ball a lot more. But as of right now, Aaron, as Daniel Jones is now hitting 26 years old, kind of like that prime age that you want to reach in the league. From what I'm hearing out of Giants camp, Daniel Jones has never looked more dangerous. Totally different place according to this article written by Steve Serby of the New York Post. And basically right now, he's throwing the, according to the eyes of uh, Giants, they're calling him Danny Dangerous. He's coming. He's throwing the ball better than he ever was. Me going against him when I was in Baltimore and practicing with him all year last year, said Wink Mart- Martindale. What's tough is his athleticism, because you could defend one play and it turns into another play when he scrambles and either finds a receiver or runs for 10 or 12 yards. And quote from Wink Martindale. What makes Danny so dangerous is the Brian Dable, Mike Kafka offense that he has the benefit of engineering for a second straight season. His mechanics at the line of scrimmage, getting guys in and out of the huddle, good tempo at the line of scrimmage. He's in a totally different place right now, just with the operation per Mike Kafka. In year two, that's what you get. Year two in the same system, same head coach, coordinator, quarterback coach. There's a lot of familiarity. And so you're able to take advantage of that. Safety Jason Pinnock of the Giants believes Danny Dangerous could be a top 10 quarterback. Hmm. Okay. So you have one of your it Giants better be, top 10. Given the fact that you're paying him a whole lot of money. They've nicknamed him from Danny Dangerous from Danny Dimes. Okay. So he upgraded in the world from Dimes to Dangerous. Okay. Well, it should be Dimes to Dollars because that's what he's Danny Dollars now because he's got all the dollars. Is he going to earn them, though? You see, that's the thing. Well, you're getting Barkley back, okay? Luckily, you're going to have Barkley playing this year because we thought for a bit he wasn't going to. We thought he was hinting of maybe sitting out the year. But instead, he agreed to a one-year deal, kind of a little tag, if you will. Didn't take a lot of money with this one-year deal, about $10 million, but... It wasn't a franchise tag. No, but you got... Okay, but you got Barkley locked up for at least this year to kind of delay things a bit for next year. And then you can talk with him again uh, for another contract. Again, once they keep doing this one year, one year, one year, one year until next year. And so um, 
now that we're done with the happy times, yep. I want to re I want to just look at something. Okay. Martindale, the Giants uh, defensive coordinator, Mr. Wink Martindale, right? Mm-hmm. He said Kayvon Thibodeau was getting lazy. Getting lazy, huh? That's not a good sign. Yeah. What, has nope. he only been in the league for one year and already now he thinks he was on top of the world last year, so now he can... That's one of those things when you come off your rookie, yeah. you don't have to change yeah. anything. Yeah, and it's not even like that. It's more like... It's like he's just going through the motions, and it's not like he's not trying, but he he looks like he's not progressing or he's not giving it his all every snap. It's not it like it's concerning. Yep. It's really concerning for your star pass rusher. Well, you're right. He's cha- he went he did challenge he did challenge him. He has hinted that he challenged him. I see it. I see the piece here that he challenged him. He expects him to be at the top of everything. Okay. Be at the top. Well, the question is, will Thibodeau take that to note? And well, in a way, he has. As of an hour ago, he has. But And also, Xavier McKinney's uh, contract situation will not be discussed until after 2023 is over. Giants will have a couple another thing. More. So the Giants have some uncertainty after this year. Uh, you know, we thought that was the case at the end of last year. They resolved that a bit. They locked up Jones. You keep Barkley for one more year. You you add Darren Waller to the tight end position to give the Giants a little more uh, offensive depth. Okay, you know, I know the Giants don't have the most stars struck, blow me away type of football team. That I, you know, obviously the Jets have have built their team with getting star talent and draft, you know, and the drafts that they've had the past year and two, and that's fine. But the Giants, you know, got here playing the, what their color represents, the blue collar mentality, the old school mentality of modern, of old days football. Okay. So I have gmanhq.com open. Mm -hmm. And this website has basically made predictions as to who is going to be on this roster. Okay. We start with the safety, Xavier McKinney, Jason Pennick, D- Dane Belton, Jaravis Owens, Dane Belton. Yep. They, they put Dane Belton twice on the website. I'm not, I kid you not somebody, whoever edited this needs uh, help. Nick McLeod. And then out would be Alex cook and Bobby McCain, the veteran Bobby McCain, which the, uh, yep. Giants decided to sign who was supposed to win the starting job apparently has been playing uh, less than desirable while the youngsters have been giving it their all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Bobby McCain might not even be rostered anymore. You also, so. have, Leonard, you also have Leonard Williams coming back next year. You have Leonard Williams that as well. Oh, so okay. let's get to the specialists, right? Uh, yeah. Apparently, Graham Ganoa is back. Jamie okay, Gillen. Sense. Will be the punter. Uh, Casey oh, Kreider is oh, a long David. snapper. Okay. And goodbye, Cameron Lyons. Mm. All right. I mean, you know, the Giants are retooling their roster a bit from last year, and that's fair. I mean, now, are the Giants going to have considerable expectations that they can make noise in the NFC East like they did last year? 
I don't know yet because honestly, again, Brian Dable doesn't employ a star-ridden offense like he did with Buffalo where, okay, uh, everybody knows where they're going to be. We have our number one receiver there. We have our number one tight end there. We have our top quarterback there. We have our top running back there. No. The Giants played with a collective effort last year, which is what led them to get in the playoffs this past year. Can they duplicate that again? That remains to be seen. And again, the schedule for the Giants, it's it's going to be now, let me let me finish. Yeah, please go ahead. Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor are expected to be the one in the numbers one and two quarterback, while Tommy DeVito, the guy who was the big star, went 12 for 17 against the Lions, who was doing silent counts, uh, passing to Campbell, Slayton, Darren Waller. He was that was Jones, and then you know. Tommy DeVito was also 15 for 24, 155 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the best also. among the quarterbacks who played, mm-hmm. according to statistics. Cam- yeah, Paris Campbell on this offense now. You've added Cole Beasley, the Giants, to get a little wide receiver veteran help. And they say the running backs, Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida, and Eric Gray out will be James Robinson, Gary Brightwell, and... Joshuan Corbin. Hmm. Okay. So the Giants are gonna have some interesting are gonna have some interesting pieces to play with here. I'm not and saying and yeah, here's the wide receiver room according to this website. Ready? Sure. Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell Jr., Sterling Shepard, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, and Cole Beasley. They say out will be Colin Johnson. Here's a name you might recognize. Jamison Crowder, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Kali Pimpleton, David Sillis, and Jaden Mickens. Mm. So you look at the Giants wideouts. Yeah. You know, this this is not a bad set of wide receivers here. Oh, you got three. There's some talent there. I'm not saying all-star talent, but there's you can put the ball in their hands and they'll make a play for you. They can. I mean, Paris Campbell is a good, solid veteran. Darius Slayton could, Darius Slayton could become star level if his seen, hands were better. Wandale Robinson, you've seen flashes yeah. from. Sterling Shepard is reliable. Yeah, and Cole Beasley has never had the chance to be the best wide receiver on his team. Didn't he so, do that with, with Dallas? He had he had those good years with Dallas, right? He you know, he, he he was pretty important when he was a when he was a cowboy. All right, then he went to the Bills, took on a bit of a lesser role. Okay, but to be well, a he might be taking a lesser. Well, he you might see him taking a bigger role here. Okay. Um, but well, your one, kids. two, three are Slayton, Campbell, and Shepard. That's pretty good. Yeah, I have no problem. With and that. then your four and five wide out. That's this is not a bad uh, scenario if you're the Giants. Uh, Here's the part that scares the crap out of most people. Um, According to this website, Andrew Thomas will be in at O-line. Evan Neal will be there. Tyree Phillips, John Michael Schmitz, Mark Glinkowski, Ben Bredesen, Josh Izidu, Marcus McCathin, Matt Pert. And out will be Shane Lemieux, Hamilton Anderson, Wyatt Davis, Corey Cunningham. So it sounds like the Giants tight ends. It's good. Obviously, it's Waller and Bellinger. Okay. 
That's fine. D line. Um, let me see if there's any significant subtractions. No, no. we got Dex. We got Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, the typical uh, guys there. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau obviously is the number one linebacker. Aziz Ojalui, Jalen Ward, Tom and Fox. You know, you basically right. now your inside linebackers are Okoreki, Bevers, McFadden, Cam Brown, Deontay Johnson. Yep. And yeah. Then, now um, Aaron Robinson is going to be out in terms of the Giants, physically unable to perform list. Uh, so he's out. Hmm. Um, Andre Jackson, Deontay Banks, uh, Trey Hawkins, the third, Amari. Ojuari was, you know, sort of important to the Giants secondary in the past. So, yeah. but he will be cut according to this. Um, well, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And Deontay Banks, and by the way, in his uh, NFL preseason debut, right? Mm-hmm. 22 coverage snaps, three targets, zero catches allowed, 39.6 passer rating allowed. Well, those are things the Giants have to really look at on the defensive <laughs> front. Uh, it sounds to me like the Giants are going with a younger offensive line than they have in years past. So a younger line, uh, can we trust that they will protect Daniel Jones? Younger line, much younger secondary, yeah. and younger wideout core. Jamison okay. Crowder is not a bad receiver. That's a receiver that could be a star, but um, he's not good enough to justify the distract the potential distraction he could be. So Crowder can go away for my team. I don't want a part of him. Uh, He was part of the reason that Zach Wilson is now sitting behind Darren Rogers Mm. and that the Jets didn't even want to give Zach Wilson another year behind an offensive line. He showed he wasn't a leader and Jamison Crowder was a big part of that, but but you look at what the Giants now have in front of them here. And again, they're they're gonna have a challenge to their schedule to their season this year. This is not gonna be like last year. I don't expect it to be like last year. The Giants are now gonna need to really pick it up a notch more. Again, you're gonna have to steal some games that maybe they wouldn't win that you don't expect them to win. Here's the thing Saquon Barkley has to remain healthy, Andrew Thomas has to remain healthy. The giant quarterback room is sneakily pretty good, especially with Tyrod Taylor backing up Daniel Jones. But how much can you trust Tyrod Taylor to stay healthy himself? We could end up with a San Francisco situation. That that doesn't excite me. What happened in San Francisco was extreme misfortune. What happened with San Fran? I mean, did you predict four to go down in one game? It makes you think. It really makes you think. Um what kind of people are backing up my starter? And as the years go on, the backup quarterback has become a very important position. We've seen it. Yeah. I mean, look what happened when Mac Jones was struggling. Bailey Zappi had to back him up and and, and carry the team for a few weeks. Uh, When, you know, there were times when Brady was suspended for four games. Garoppolo back when he was a backup had to carry the Patriots for a little while. When uh, injuries happened to Patrick Mahomes during a game, Chad Henney had to step up to the plate and carry the team for a couple of important drives, which did lead to touchdowns, which was huge. But yes, the backup quarterback has really, as you've said, it's starting to, it's begun to take on a bigger role within itself now, I think more than ever. 
So this will be a very interesting question, but the Giants are going to have to do everything in their power to make sure Daniel Jones is not running out of the pocket scared and not having to be flushed out out of the pocket on every single snap. Daniel Jones needs time to throw the football, not just run the ball. He needs time to make a play. You don't give him enough time, then you're going to see mistakes again. Of the Here's old. the other way you're going to get Daniel Jones more time. You need a threat in the backfield. So Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida as the one and two running backs. That makes Fine. sense. Uh, sense for me. The thing that's a problem is this. Gary Brightwell has gotten hurt, so he's probably out of the contention for being the third running back, at least for now. Eric Gray is going to have to take that spot. And remember, Brightwell was supposed to be your kick returner as well and your punt returner. So that's a bad loss for the Giants. Have to make a change there on as far as special teams. Um, I mean, I guess Cole Beasley, you could throw him there. He's done it before. I mean, like some wide receivers have shown they can be punt returners. Maybe Jamie, maybe that's where you uh maybe Jamison Crowder. Crowder. That would make sense, you know. I, I'm not against that. Maybe he could be that guy. Um but if you look at the Giants, the strongest three positions on the field are the skill positions. I trust the Giants wide receiver core. I trust the Giants running backs to an extent. Saquon Barkley apparently looks very very motivated to prove that you know, he is deserving of a big-time contract. We'll see how that actually turns out. But if you're just going to, you know, look at the Giants and evaluate where they're strongest, they're strongest in their skill positions. They're strongest at linebacker. They're strongest in their weakness in the secondary here and there, but rookie having a great start. And the younger guys seem to be hungrier than veterans. That's a good sign. So definitely some. But your linebackers have to perform and not get hurt. Your running backs have to perform and not get hurt. Your wideout core can take an injury or two. And surprisingly, as long as Tyrod can keep himself healthy, if the Giants were to lose Daniel Jones for a significant amount of time, you could put in a quarterback in Tyrod Taylor who probably would be able to easily operate Brian Dable's offense. Well, I'm going to be very curious to see how the Giants will go about all of this. Uh, They will be taking on the AFC East and the NFC West this year. So pretty challenging. uh, It's a little challenging. That's a pretty challenging lineup to take on the AFC East and the NFC West. That's not going to be... Well, the NFC West challenging. The The AFC East, to me... I mean, Buffalo, but Giants how good is Josh Buffalo Allen going to be? We don't know. Giants will not see um, Buffalo. The Jets, how good is that team going to be? Especially now with uh, Delvin Cook coming in. We don't know who's the number one back anymore. Well, By the way, Delvin Cook signed with the Jets. Uh, he did. One-year deal. Throw that in there. Yep. We'll talk about that move a little bit more in just a moment. But l- let's look at the first Five weeks the Giants are going to have to are going to play. The first five weeks are going to be interesting. All right, week one, and it's how appropriate it will be a nationally televised game. NBC Sunday night, Giants, Cowboys, week one at the well. Well, uh, I mean, both teams now have forty million dollar a year quarterbacks. Okay. 
But now the Cowboys so, minus Zeke. Now the Cowboys don't have Zeke anymore. He went to New England. Well, Tony Pollard. Well, then Tony Pollard finally gets to get all the carries. Tony Pollard's been the better back for the past two seasons. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott was basically held together with glue sticks and duct tape, and unfortunately, he needs to take a backup role now. And he wasn't going to do that on the Dallas Cowboys. So, will he do the same with the Patriots? You're going to be backing up Ramondre Stevenson. Maybe he, him and we'll split carries. I, I'm not sure how they're going to utilize Zeke, but we'll, um, we'll figure this basically out. Basically, what the, here, here's how they're utilizing Zeke. They're going to be utilized. They're trying to get every person they possibly can in the backfield to guarantee that Mac Jones has somebody to hand the football off to. Because if you give Mac Jones more than 22 pass attempts in a game, you're in trouble. Well, he's a very conservative type of quarterback that he plays basically the mistake-free type of football, and that's what Belichick likes. Doesn't expect you to throw for 500 yards a, a week. That's not what he's looking for. You play the simple, easy passes type of football in Belichick's offense, and that's fine. Okay, week one, Cowboys, let's be real. Yeah. The Giants, if we're expected to believe that Daniel Jones is a $40 million quarterback and that Saquon Barkley is a better running back than Tony Pollard, then the Giants should win this game. This, Good. if you're going to start off your season losing to Dallas in your home field, I think game one is going to be very telling for this team. Now, you think it dictates their whole season? The first, the first game of the year is going to dictate. It's going to set a big tone for what the for what everybody outside of the New York Giants organization expects them to be. I think think a big litmus test is going to be game one. Yes, same thing for the Jets, Jets and Bills. Absolutely. Big division rivalry games to start the season for both New York teams. Next two weeks, the Giants then go on the road to the West Coast right off the bat to start the year. So week two, they go to Arizona to play Kyla Murray. Okay, that's easy. All right. Week three Arizona is going to be the worst team in football by far. They're going to be the worst team in football. I, I would still Arizona, never count Kyler Murray. Do not count out Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray will not be the quarterback next year. Guaranteed. Wow, you're very quick. Guaranteed. Kyler Murray is going to go embrace his new career as a Twitch streamer and a pro Call of Duty player. Wow, that was... That was a real. He knows more about Call of Duty loadouts than he does receiver positioning. Okay. And we talked about the injury riddled team that they were. Week three is on Thursday, a Thursday game in San Fran, the 49ers against more than likely Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, whichever one you want to slice it with. Whichever one of those two is going to start. But it's, I don't know. 49ers. If San Francisco. Goes with Sam Darnold. That is the biggest indictment of Trey Lance you could ever have. The Niners believe they have something in Trey Lance. Remember when, and this is the first time the Niners organization has done this with quarterbacks. Remember Alex Smith and they believed Alex Smith still had something. And, you know, he he did. He went to the Chiefs and performed very well. But. They knew Alex Smith had something, but they were waiting for Kaepernick, waiting for Kaepernick, waiting for Kaepernick. Well, we're waiting for Lance, waiting for Lance, waiting for Lance. But the difference between Lance and Kaepernick is we've heard a million positive reports about Colin Kaepernick. We saw Colin Kaepernick come in and cover games. 
and do very well. And, and then, of course, Alex Smith came back and took his starting job and also performed very well. You don't hear things like that about Trey Lance. You don't hear no. good things. You, Trey Lance is just a very quiet subject that no one talks about. And last in this past week, the Niners got blown out in the preseason 34-7 this past week. And while Trey Lance did complete 10 of 15 passes, you would think, you know, for 112, you think that's pretty good, right? 10 of 15, 112 and a touchdown. He was also sacked four times. And if it hadn't been for Raiders defenders dropping passes, he would have had interceptions to go along with those incomplete throws. Yeah, well, the Raiders, the Raiders might very well be the last place team in the AFC West, especially since they made a downgrade from Carter Garoppolo. And don't forget, also Brock Purdy is a Niner. Don't forget about Brock Purdy. We forgot about him, Mister Irrelevant. Remember how he carried the Forty Niners before he got hurt. But isn't so, he still hurt? And this is why we're dealing with who's who's starting well, with San Francisco. Purdy, Lance, and Darnold are all battling. For that backup right now, Lance and Darnold are in competition for the backup job right now. Purdy's the guy going forward right now. Well, obviously, Purdy's the guy, they're, but like going with Purdy. If Darnold ends up backing up Purdy, you think Trey Lance is out of here? Trey Lance has to be. I mean, and Trey Lance might just end up out of the damn league because if Sam Darnold ends up beating you out. And you're and how many first round picks did the Niners give up to get him? That is the ultimate sign of I've given up on you. Sam Darnold ends up ahead of you on the depth chart. You're going to start to go to Bryce Petty land. Remember well, Bryce Petty? He was supposed to be the savior for the New York Jets. Well, I can Never say played this. a damn snap. When I'm hearing words from Greg Papa, who, by the way, announced is the radio announcer for the 49ers, and he's saying that Sam is doing better than Lance, and possibly Lance is in danger of getting cut. And that's your radio announcer of, of your team saying Trey Lance has not shown me enough that he has earned a backup role on this football team. I'm very concerned that Lance's time is – he could be another it's one over. of those it's top over. picks that was a bust. It's over. You think it's over? My God, when the when the biggest bust of his draft class beats you out for the backup role in on a Super Bowl contending team, that means they would rather trust Sam Darnold to lead them to the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy gets injured over you. Well, Trey Lance will not be on another NFL roster if he gets cut. Look, the I guarantee a, you. The Darnold move was a one-year deal. So they didn't really give up anything crazy for him. Let's see what we have with him. Let's see if Darnold can adapt better to playing in a West Coast offense. He's from California, you know, can, can play in a West Coast offense, maybe a little better. Shanahan will bring out the best, Sam Darnold. I have no doubt about it. He's going to bring out the best, Sam. I'll be very curious to see what they do here. But if if Lance is really in danger, which it sounds like he is, he better think about Good getting himself on another team soon. Jimmy Garoppolo actually managed to succeed in that offense. If you, as a quarterback, cannot succeed in the most quarterback-friendly offense in the NFL, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Week four, 
We continue with the Giants. On Giants the should have that game if you're they if should. you're serious. Should they should be able to beat top brass teams? We'll believe that when we see it. Let's continue. But that's Go. on San Francisco's home uh, field, so I would say that's a loss. Yeah. But that's a two and one start. Yeah, week four we'll be back at the Met at MetLife. You'll face Geno Smith and the Seahawks week four, Monday night game. That should be pretty interesting. That should be. Um, can Gino continue? We need to see more from Gino. I don't know how to call that. I wouldn't know how to call this, that until this the is week Pete Carroll. This is Pete Carroll we're talking about here. This is Pete Carroll. Okay. okay, we're gonna keep on repeating the name of a coach like it actually matters. Okay. The, the roster matters. Gino Smith. I used to have Metcalf and Lockett. Somehow yep. you managed to keep those two together. You're gonna have your pieces coming back. You're gonna have. Uh, I would hope Kenneth Walker should be healthy by that point. The the running game is not going to be a problem for Seattle, and I don't expect the, the the wide receiving core to be an issue either. If Seattle's got their defense working, and which you know Seattle Seattle knows how to win big games, they know how to win games on big stages. They've done it in the past. I think they can do that here with the Giants. Otherwise, I think the Giants could beat Seattle too. This a this is a toss up for me. This game is going to be a real toss-up for me. You see, for once, we could actually talk about the Giants and teams that they're playing against and say, oh, you know, this could be a toss-up. Or, yeah. you know, even though Dallas is a better team, they should be able to beat them on their own home field. Mm -hmm. And, yes, home field advantage matters a lot more in the NFL than it does in any other sport bar none. Week five, you face Tua in Miami. Week five is the Dolphins. All right. I don't know if the Giants have anybody that can cover the speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Well, the Giants are going to. I really don't know. The Giants linebacking core is going to have to literally obliterate Tua. You're going to have to like put that, that's the only way on you're going. You got to put two guys on Tyreek Hill at least. And you're trusting a very, very, very young cornerback core. Remember, James McCain is going to be cut. Um, so you're according to uh, GmanHQ.com, you're going to be going with a backfield of rookies and third-year players. Mm. So that's going to be a real test for them. Dallas's wide receiver core is going to be a real test for them. San Francisco's wide receiver core is going to be a decent test for them. Debo Samuel is... And you're dealing yeah. with McCaffrey, absolutely. So this is going to be a... This is an interesting first five weeks. This is going to be a very interesting first five weeks. I think this is what they would call the grinder, the meat grinder. Well, it's definitely going to be a challenge. I'm not going to lie. I, I could say the Giants maybe if – You have one eight, easy game out of that five. That's one. probably the Arizona. That's like your easiest yeah. game. Unless Arizona turns around, shocks the world, and uh, well, actually becomes you know, a good team. That's the thing in the NFL. You never know. Right. How many times have we seen Dallas choke in big games, right? Dallas always Dallas chokes is, on the big stage. You expect Dallas to choke. Henceforth, I pick the Giants to win because right. it's not even necessarily. I, I don't trust Dak Prescott. Does anyone trust Dak Prescott anymore? No. Should they? No. 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 So I see the Giants. I can see the Giants winning at least three of these games. At least three of these games. I say the Giants could be three and two if they when playing this schedule. These first five weeks. Not unrealistic. Not at all. No, not at all. They could also end up one and four, realistically as well. Well, because you don't ready. know what you have in Daniel Jones yet. Well, you really don't because he's had one good season. 
One. Yeah. Count it. One. You heard what I said earlier. You've had you had people on the Giants talking about, you know, Daniel Jones looks, looks a lot more focused. You know, he's, he's getting people in the huddle quick. You know, he, he looks more dangerous now. Maybe we'll see him throw the football a little more than we did last year. Maybe he'll he'll make those more aggressive throws to the end zone that he used to not do. Maybe we'll see Daniel Jones. Now we find out if it's offensive scheme or was it Daniel Jones missing reads down the field because we didn't see him throw barely a deep pass last year. Perhaps there were a lot, a lot on his legs, which I think are his best asset. Right. I think Daniel Jones is a running back that has an arm. Okay. That's Let's be real. We, we've given Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields that criticism. Throw Daniel Jones right into that mix, along with Justin Hurts, along with Lamar Jackson, along with Justin Fields. That's the type of quarterback that Daniel Jones is. So his ability to read defenses is a lot more important than somebody who is a pocket passer who has time to look through a defense and find a deep ball. No, you got to make a read and go with it. That offense has to be run like clockwork. Very true. So while we look at the Giants now, and we've seen what they're going to be for the first half of the year. Now, we talked about the Jets. We talked in very good detail about them last week, and that's fine. Now, the Jets did make another splash just this past week, getting a another new addition to their offense. Uh, it was a deal that people were talking about, but I wasn't sure if it was actually going to happen. But the Jets are going, have already acquired Dalvin Cook, a one-year deal to be, for the moment, he will be their top running back, at least until Brees Hall is fully healed. The Jets did activate Brees Hall, so he's activated Brees Hall. Is getting those is going to start playing, but I think, and you know, everybody's going to say, "Well, why would you bring in Dalvin Cook if you knew Brees Hall was coming back?" Having Dalvin Cook is going to be a good way to get Brees Hall, ease him back into the offense, and again, ACL injuries. I am more than happy with the Jets having five good running backs to have a good problem with this. All right, so you have Dalvin Cook, you have Brees Hall, you have Michael Carter, you have. Israel Abanaconda, who looked very impressive, by, who's looked very good in preseason, I might add. So, and then you have Zon, and then you have Bam Knight. And that is five. You know, that's something the Jets did not have in years past. You tell me last time when the Jets had five capable running backs on their football team. Five. Rex. Okay, you had Sean Green. You had Ladanian Tomlinson. You had Thomas Jones. You had at least three. You had at least three good backs. Okay, the Giants had a three-headed monster, as you remember, many years back. You remember the uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire combination? You, you remember that old combo, right? Yes, I do. Ahmad Bradshaw, you had Brandon Jacobs, then you had uh, Ward, I believe it was. That was the most deadly three-running back trio in the league at once for a few years. It was, it was. And the Jets now may have built their own Earth, Wind, maybe even built one out of five elements here. Forget just using the, the common three. You throw earth, you throw wind, you throw fire, you throw dark, you throw light. And then Aaron Rodgers comes in the middle. As my as your powers combine, I am Captain Planet. <laughs> what this just means is Aaron Rodgers. Earth, has... fire, wind, water, heart. Bam is heart. I, I don't know what the other ones are. We'll, we'll figure Connor's it out. We've seen a few weeks of him. He's only been a couple preseason games here where the, uh, the, Jets, the Jets will play their next one against Tampa Bay. That's coming up for them next. But they looked really good against the, the Carolina Panthers against uh, Bryce Young. So I know it's I know it's only been one preseason and we shouldn't get our hopes up, but for them to shut out Carolina like they did 
And for them to, you know, for Aaron, for at least Zach Wilson to finally show maybe the real talent he had that the Jets, that he didn't show the Jets the first two years, and maybe having Aaron Rodgers might have been exactly what the doctor I don't know, veteran coaches, right. a veteran quarterback that hey. was not a pocket passer. You know, it's really sad when it takes until year three for you to understand that you have to surround your young quarterback with people that know what the crap they're doing. I could say the same about Daniel Jones. How many years did it take him to get good? Hmm? Okay. <laughs> oh, How many coaches? I'm still have? not sure if he is good. How many coaches did he have? How many offensive coordinators? How many veterans many. did he have to lean on? Yet Eli, right? Yet Eli Manning. You were you were living up Eli Manning for a couple of years and. You should have really Daniel Jones should have had his eyes peeled and watching that man. Every maybe he did. Maybe he just didn't have a con. Maybe he had problem confidence. Maybe Eli Manning didn't instill confidence in him. Say, hey, I want you to throw the ball like this. I, I don't remember you- Eli is not a, was never a vocal leader though. That's the problem. Aaron Rodgers, at least, and I'll give him this. Even though Rodgers has not played yet in the preseason, and I don't think he's going to. He's going to give him the appropriate rest and make sure he's ready. Fine. What you have seen. Aaron Rodgers is not sitting at home reading comic books. He's on the sidelines acting like another coach. Okay? You tell me the last time a, a quarterback is willing to do that for his player, for a young team like this. Did he ever do that for Green Bay? I don't see him ever no, doing it for Green Bay. he never did that for Jordan Love. He didn't like Jordan Love. There you go. But he obviously sees something in Zach Wilson that, that made him want to, hey, I'll join the Jets. I, I want to help. Didn't Aaron Rodgers kind of vouch for Zach Wilson before he ever became a Jet? Well, Zach Wilson very heavily looked up to Rodgers. He looked up to him constantly. He 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 liked to to implement his game like him. So so uh, Zach really wanted to be like him. And then when the opportunity came and Rodgers could become a Jet, why would and Zach Wilson not gush at this opportunity to to, to learn from a true vet to, to become a, a better couple of darkness retreats and a couple of dozen batches of cookies later, you have Rodgers and Wilson. You know what? I think it's the per- it's a perfect combination that people maybe thought was going to not work. I think like, everybody thought it was going to not work. Well, so far. In the- it seems to be working. Working good. I mean, look, the first two weeks we've seen of Zach, at least this year, and again, it's early, but the throws he's making look more confident. He's not hesitating like he used to. You're seeing him be Zach Wilson, what he should have been, had it not been for Mike LaFleur ruining him. You know, maybe first who year. thought? Who would have thought if you put a guy with a weird personality with a guy with a weird personality coached by a guy with a weird personality, perhaps you will have success. Robert Sala doesn't have a weird personality. Nathaniel Hackett certainly does. Hackett doesn't have a weird personality. What are you getting this from? If you listen to everybody on the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett had a weird personality. Okay, you know what? Maybe it was a weird personality that Russell Wilson was was turned off to. Maybe uh, you know, maybe their their their, their egos got in the way of of what they could really become. Maybe their egos clouded them a bit with, with having Hackett there. Maybe they just didn't want to play for him. Maybe they just felt, ah, eh, you know, I don't want to play for this guy. He seems too, too blase and too happy. I don't know what it was, but a lot of players on the Broncos did not like Nathaniel Hackett. They thought he was a little bit weird. Well, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit weird. Okay. Zach Wilson is a little bit weird. You have a guy who spends his offseason baking cookies for his own personal side company. Okay. And then why- you have Aaron Rodgers, who I I think he probably journals every day about how nobody appreciates him and how he hates everything. And it's then he goes into darkness retreats. 
those two, you know what? Maybe, maybe uh, Zach Wilson helps to uh, balance Aaron Rodgers out, teach him to bake some cookies, and uh, Aaron Rodgers takes him into darkness retreats so Zach Wilson can focus. Is it wrong to make cookies on the side as a side hobby? I mean, they're they're NFL players that when you have a pro- when you have a problem with um, yeah, this is a guy who slept with his mother's best friend. I'm pretty sure. Baking cookies might be a dangerous uh, you know, activity for Mr. You Wilson. Know two former NFL players uh, ended up now end up having their own cupcake shop. Did I ever tell you that? I don't think I did tell you that. Okay. No, no, no. Michael. Well, they're both former players now. Michael Griffin and Brian Arakpo. Do those names ring a bell? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They were both teammates together. And then not too long, a couple years ago, they decided to open their own little cupcake shop making their own cupcakes okay so if you can have two players like this making cupcakes i don't see why we have a problem with zach wilson making cookies well if he's doing it in the off season while he's still an nfl player running it as a side business yeah i mean look perhaps zach wilson's hedging his bets thinking if i don't make it as an nfl quarterback i'll have this cookie business he was starting it even even before before his career ended so he was still playing for uh for for Arakpo was at least playing for a little bit when they when they started the cupcake business. So that, that tells you a lot. You can do it. So if you can build a, a business during your your playing career and then you retire, and then you can go to this as a, as your next chapter in See, life. But when you're Brian Arakpo, no one cares what you do in the off season because you play well during the regular season. Okay, kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Nobody cares what he does in the off season because when he gets on the field, he does very very well. Exactly. They don't care if he's immunized. They don't care if they put if he puts his smelly foot with his broken toe on the desk. If Aaron Rodgers goes out and throws for 295 yards and three touchdowns and no picks every single game, no one's going to give a damn what he does. I'd say he should the only reason anybody cars. cares about what Zach Wilson does in his offseason is because he should obviously be spending his time improving his craft instead of baking cookies. Okay. Well, you know what, Zach Wilson. It's had not a- about the fact that he has a side business. That's the problem. It's the fact that he hasn't mastered his main business yet. Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to help unlock that part of him that was missing. We have seen, you know, very quietly. I've seen over the years certain NFL players that help unlock the true potential of of new players. We've seen it. If it had been for Stephon Diggs joining the Bills, would Josh Allen have taken off like he did? You think Josh Allen would have been good if Stephon Diggs was not there? Yeah, that really that really begs the question. Would would Josh Allen have been good if Stefan Diggs did not join Buffalo? Who knows? I think uh would Josh Allen have been good if Brian Dable wasn't his head coach? Having him let, there. Let, let's throw that in because we saw a quarterback in Daniel Jones who everybody was thinking, okay, we're just gonna play out the last year, he's gonna stink. Then Joe Shane and Brian Dable will draft their quarterback and we'll start to see some improvement. Maybe a CJ Shroud goes to the Giants because Jones is going to stink. Well, Daniel Jones threw a nice little wrench into that after Brian Dable showed up because, I don't know, Brian Dable seems to have a very quarterback-friendly offensive plan, sort of like a Shanahan in San Francisco. Well, I'm going to be very curious to see how... And by the way, that offensive plan works in cold weather, too. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Well, we'll find out when the Giants go to Buffalo. They will, in fact, play Buffalo week six. So they'll be facing them a couple weeks before Halloween in Buffalo. And once again, another 
primetime Sunday night game. So we will see everything. We could be looking at three and th- we could be looking at anything between uh, four and two to one and five. five. Well, I'm going to be very curious. I mean, it all, but that's why I think it all depends on game one for the Giants. If you're Daniel Jones, if you're the New York Giants, guess what you need to do? You need to go out and win game one and show the NFL that you're for real and show the NFL that the performance you put on last season, beating a very game Minnesota Vikings team in the first round of the postseason, was not a fluke. Remember, Daniel Jones did that with a bunch of receivers who we don't even know who they are. A lot of them are not going to make the team this year. Well, again, let's see where the Giants are in their first uh, couple of weeks. Now, the Giants played Carolina uh, their first preseason. Okay, came up. I'm sorry, the uh, Lions. That was what they played week one. They lost by five. Okay, that's fine. You know? Although they had to do silent counts in Detroit because the fans in Detroit were so loud because they are very excited about the Lions this year. And why should we not? The Lions, I think, have uh, have extremely good potential going into this year. They did let a couple pieces go. You lost. Everybody laughed at the Jared Goff move. The Lions made a move for the future, while the Rams made a move for the present. He got much. Goff got a lot better with the Lions. He was never this with the Rams. Not even. You know why? Because Goff realized, holy crap, they sent me to the graveyard of the NFL. I Great. need to go and do something with this. But the Lions were I need things. to go and win. Mm-hmm. I need to go and show the LA Rams they should have never given up on me. Well, I think that's the motivation this year. Because while the LA Rams might finish second to last in an AFC West, probably an eight and nine, nine and eight type season, mm-hmm. Jared Goff is going to show the world that if the Rams would have kept him around, they would be in Super Bowl contention. Now playing in a weaker NFC North, no more Rogers. Now Jordan Love's got to lead Green Bay. Do I trust Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? Do I think he can lead a? You know, you know how Kirk Cousins chokes in big football. He played games. a mistake-free game against the Giants. Let's be real. He, he played did, a. But he, he lost. played the best playoff game I've ever seen him play. And everybody still finds a way to criticize that performance. Yes. But there's almost no way you could criticize what Kirk Cousins did that day. Yeah. None. Just wasn't enough to win, unfortunately. Because Daniel Jones played that much better. And it wasn't even about that Kirk Cousins. Like I said, that was the best playoff game I've ever seen Kirk Cousins play. Perhaps this elevates him. But don't forget, you got a young guy in Chicago named Justin Fields. Right. Who, looks, who last year looked as if uh, this year I, I, you saw enough flashes from yeah. Fields that this year I, you might He's see him elevate himself. He's looked good in the preseason this year, so I think there's no doubt. And the great thing is he's going to have all that talent that he had for the first couple of years still with him. So Darnell Mooney sticks around. You keep Cole, They signed Cole Komet to a four-year deal to, to be their top tight end. You give him the running help that he needs. Obviously, is Montgomery going to be – is David Montgomery going to continue to be that back for them? Who knows? But I think you got – Well, Khalil there. Herbert looked pretty good. Yeah, Khalil Herbert's another good running back for them. So – You'll have a good two-headed monster at the running back position. Okay. You'll have... A lot of people thought the Bears were going to pick up Dalvin Cook. That was like another destination where Dalvin Cook could have went to. Could you imagine if Dalvin Cook He would have wanted to go to a winning team, and I'm not sure would he have wanted to play and stay in the NFC North and play. Maybe he didn't think Justin Fields was going to be as good. 
could be. I don't know. And look, it looked like the Jets was not going to be where he was going to play for for a brief period of time. But you know what? Now? Chose the Jets. And that's well, cool. here's the thing. If you're the Giants, it looks like you're still building up towards something big. If you're the Jets, it's win now. And in fact, there are a lot of websites yeah. and a lot of uh, sports writers and a lot of people that are saying the biggest threat to Kansas City winning the AFC overall and being the AFC's representative to the Super Bowl is the New York Jets. And I think it's fair because you know what? The Jets... And I've while I may not have seen a ton, and again, I've only seen little pieces of Hard Knocks, but I have seen One Jets Drive, which is a regular documentary with the Jets every week that I watch on YouTube when I have time. And I can tell you that the Jets camaraderie, I, I like what they have here. You know, Michael Clemens, another guy on the defense the Jets drafted, uh, he's a very, things I've heard about him, great leader in that locker room. He's not the most, you know, is he a very vocal dude? I mean, I don't know that, but not most vocal, but a big presence when he's on the football. Not everybody needs to be a vocal leader. I I think that's Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers' job at this point. I've Um, seen Rodgers leave the offense. Dalvin Cook as well now. Now you're starting to see veterans that could lead this locker room. Cobb, another locker room leader. Lazard could be one. Yep. Uh, Definitely Mercedes Lewis. uh, Well, Tyler Conklin, another good veteran tight end. So the Jets also have six Vikings on their team now by adding Dalvin Cook to the mix. Six former Vikings are on the Jets right now, which is all players that Aaron Rodgers recognizes, knows their skill levels, knows what they can and can't Mm do. What the Jets are doing and what Joe Douglas is doing is, uh, by the way, this is Joe Douglas's legacy right here. This is here it is this this year. This is make or break. Okay. if this fails, Douglas needs to be fired. I'm sorry. If this fails, Douglas needs to go and go away permanently. I'm sorry. I really am very, very sorry about that. I'm going to keep repeating. I am very sorry. Okay. I am very, very sorry. The Jets if need to this prove a lot of does not effing work. Okay. If it doesn't work, Douglas needs to work. go. Okay. Let's see what happens here because right now. I think the Jets have a lot to play for this year, just as the Giants do. The Jets have a lot to play for this year. Okay. The Jets are Super Bowl or bust. Well, they have. The they went from they not making go. the playoffs to, and being on hard knocks to Super Bowl contender. This is the first time in hard knocks history that you really saw a team that had the potential to turn around and be a Super Bowl contender on that show. Yeah. The Jets have a real bit of potential here. So now you get another year of experience for Sauce. So he's going to help fully lead that cornerback position along with DJ Reed. So look at that combo. Him and Reed are going to perform one are be going to be one of the best shutdown corners that you're going to see in the and NFL. Also, Robert Sala. Um, now oh, he's yeah. has a defense that should be able to perform. Yeah. I've talked about he has a defense that should be able to perform. Kevin. And he is a defensive guy. Guru, yeah. I'm so sick of these stupid you gurus. Have, anyway, you also have a deadly. You also have a deadly defensive front, a, a three-headed monster. Fr- actually, a four-headed monster front. Jermaine Johnson, Clemens, Quinn, and Williams, and then adds that mix. Will McDonald. You imagine what defenses are, are what offenses are going to have to deal with. You're dealing with four big linemen, almost a. I think reminiscent, not going to say quite reminiscent of the sack exchange, but four very capable 
defensive ends that are going to get to the quarterback, make him frustrated, run him around the pocket. And then you have Sauce and Reed balancing out the cornerback position. This is going to be a defense teams are going to have a lot of problems against. Because if played correctly. Well, they, uh, if they play well, if they don't get hurt, if the combination works, because here's the thing. Everybody's putting uh, the Jets are the sexiest pick to win the Super Bowl this year. That sure. isn't Kansas City. A lot of people might be betting on the Jets. They're looking at the Jets roster and saying, well, I'm sure Jets are what top three or top five in the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. They have to be They're one of them. Up um, there. They're up there. So. How much pressure is on this team right now? Oh, I think I think the Jets have more pressure than anybody. Anyone, because the Chiefs have already been to the Super Bowl twice and won. You've already seen what they're capable of. We've the already Bengals, seen maybe the Bengals. The Bengals do have some pressure. I think the Bengals. Team. I think the Bengals and the Bills both. The Bengals have at least been to the Super Bowl with Joe Burrow at the helm. Yeah, they came up a little short and lost. They yes. lost. So yes, the Bengals have a lot you know to play they, for. But they came out and they played. The Bills definitely have that pressure on them too. You got two teams in the same division with. Pressure beyond belief because now it isn't just uh Miami that's competing with them, it's the Jets too. And the and yeah. a lot of people are saying that the Jets are gonna win this division. So now nobody even trusts Buffalo to win the division anymore. People have almost given up on Buffalo. Well, don't count Bill Bel I wouldn't count Bill Belichick's crew out either. I don't care what everybody may say about uh about about Bill Belichick. Everybody will criticize him. everybody thought Randy Moss was done until he went to Belichick and True. had his career revitalized mm -hmm. by Brady and Belichick. Maybe, maybe this is the key for uh, Zeke getting, I don't think Belichick would have signed Zeke if he thought Zeke was going to be a detriment to the team. We're going to find all of that out very soon, but, but honestly, everyone and everyone in your division has improved except right. for you. If you're Buffalo. Yep. Well, I'm going to be very, very curious to see and we, we've already talked about the, the Jets schedule, so I won't go into too much more uh, deep deepness with that. But remember, October 1st, that's when the Jets will face Kansas City. So we will see by that game are the, if, if the Jets can go out and it's going to be in, it, it's going to be at home. All right. So you're going to be facing Kansas City on your turf in the Meadowlands. Yeah. By the way, you have to win that game. Yeah. And this the, is you, see, you know how the Giants have to win when the Cowboys come there. That's the same way, and if San Francisco comes there, it's the same way they have to win. And Ed, if any of these te big time teams come to New York, yep. both if these teams are going to be taken seriously, both teams have to win those games. And to add to the pressure, a Sunday night game, it's going to be a prime time game, which the Jets have. And if you're the Jets, you're pretty much expected to win every game you play. The roster from top to bottom. If you look at the back of the cards, if you look at the stat sheet, is the most talented roster in football. Straight up, not kidding. The most talented roster in football belongs to the New York Jets. And if they don't make the postseason, then it all has to explode. It all has to be blown up. Because to me, this is Salah's last 
chance. As it's Joe Douglas. This is Douglas's last chance. I think Douglas's last chance should have been last year. No, no, no. no. Last year was not fair. Last year was not fair. How? Not fair. Sauce was in his first year. When Reece Zach Wilson failed, the co- the, when Zach Wilson failed, the guy who drafted him should have failed as well. Sorry. That was Zach's second year. You expected, okay, he should have had a little bit of improvements. Okay. If he, he was benched for Mike White, that's your number two pick. And we did start White. Oh, yeah, time. wait a minute. Let's start and your last quarterback was a wasted number three pick if you're the Jets. So you went and took the same mistake that the previous administration made and made the same exact one. Did you have as your vet. Oh, yeah. Joe Flacco. Yeah, that was really that was really going to solve everyone's problem. You have a veteran Joe Flacco. We won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's good. He'll win a game for us. You know, Let me go cool. bring in rookie coaches, too. That'd be great. Okay. The combination that failed was having a rookie offensive coordinator with a rookie quarterback. That's where and a rookie head coach with a rookie. You go uh, through I'm... growing pains your first year. You don't. You, you, th- things don't always. Things don't always. Oh, they're automatically going to solid second. Okay, second. Just year. like it was Wilson's second. Okay. Just like it was a floor's second. Never heard of three Just times. Like it the was. Charm? Ever heard of the three times being the charm? The third year, the third year is the real. Well, year. then maybe they should have thought about that when they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, and with that, Aaron Rodgers was not a free agent yet. Rodgers, was you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. One way or another, you got the this is the here. last chance for this entire freaking Jets organization. Okay, this is it. What are your expectations for this Jets? This team? is it. With all the pieces they have. Do you think this Jet team should win at least a dozen? They games? should be thirteen and four. Okay, so they should have a thirteen and four season. 13. Okay, okay, they should be thirteen win team. Right. So you believe the Jets are a thirteen win team? The Giants, you see them what about nine, ten wins for them? Maybe eleven. Hmm? If you want to make the postseason, you have to have at least ten to eleven wins. So I would say ten wins for the, the Giants, Giants on the cusp. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. I can't really predict the Giants until I see the first couple of weeks. Yep. I need to see what they can do. I need to see if they could beat a good team on their home field, and I need to see if they fall asleep against a bad one in week two. Okay. Then I can maybe judge where they're going. Both teams will have that challenge presented to them. Jets, Bills, Giants, Cowboys, week one. Mark that day down, September 10th. The NFL season begins. Stay tuned. With that, that's going to do it for this edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Chris DeLarge. I want to thank Tony Mainville. As always, you can listen to Downtown Sports on 23 different platforms. We're on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Billboard, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast Static, Verbal, Castro.fm, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Podvine, Podacy, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and TuneIn. Episodes, rants, digital market battle specials every week. We are downtown sports, and we are where sports come home. Hit that support button for the beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. We're out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.